on Labor Day. You have found your way to the Bushels and Barrels program. I'm Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok and X is where you can find me, as usual, hanging out with the CDL holding, perspiring patriot. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. How awesome are you? Uh, Well, I don't know about all that. I do. I do. You got your CDL. Yeah. You passed the test. On the second try, but yes. Second try. Yes, I, I know many people that went way more than two tries. Yeah. So you okay. did fantastic. It's a true CDL. It's not like one of the farm uh, licenses right. to drive a tractor trailer. This is true CDL. You can go yeah. out and get a job anywhere. <laughs> I can. Yeah. Yeah. But remember that. Exactly. I better remember that. <laughs> I'm kidding. You don't need me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we, I, I started the class at Wabash Valley through IECC colleges and uh, finished the class and tested once and failed on the parallel parking part. Um, and it was really sad because the guy who was also testing that same day, of course, there's one truck and trailer and you take that with your instructor and the three of you go, you know, and then uh, the guy I tested with, his name was Danny. And I said, Danny... She didn't put out that cone in the corner, you know, one of the cones in the corner, corner cones of practicing the parallel parking part. And he was like, what do you mean? A visual uh, reference. Y- yes. It was like a, a point of reference for me yes. as I'm backing up and yes. it was gone. So I got all flustered and worked up and got in my head and I'm like, I couldn't park the truck. I couldn't yes. park it. So, um, Anyways, he said, uh, my, the lady who tested me put all the cones out. She put more cones than what, what I needed. And I said, do what? Cause I even parked the truck and told the lady, I'm like, we train with this other cone here. So I just wanted a, like a, a reference, you know? And she's like, it doesn't matter yeah. if I put that cone there or not. Yeah. It does matter. But yeah, If, I mean, if yeah. this is the way you practiced <laughs> doing it, it does matter. Yeah. Yeah. So the lady that I tested with, um, this weekend or this Friday, uh, I told her about it and she was like, yeah, the cones go in the places that I put them for you. And I said, huh? Okay. So yeah. there's a level of aggravatedness that comes along with it. But anyways, I pulled back in after my test, after the drive. And I said, so do we get emailed results? Do you tell Joe, my instructor who's there? do you tell him about it or, or what? And she was like, she looked at me and I'm pulling into the parking lot at the DMV. Okay. She looked at me and she was like, Oh, you passed. And I gripped the steering wheel of this big old tractor trailer. (laughs) (laughs) And I just about started crying. And I said, Oh, you could, you made, Oh, you could make me cry. Right. I could cry right now. The pressure, the pressure and the stress was was just gone. Yes. So, I mean, and, and a lot of people who've, I've never driven anything with a manual transmission, let alone a semi, let alone a semi. Right. So talk about being intimidated just six weeks ago. And then start to finish the course mm -hmm. took about two months, right? I mean, less than two months. Less yeah. than two months. A little bit less. Okay. Yeah. But it wasn't all day every day. Right. You know, it was Monday through Thursday, and it was for three to four hours in the morning. Yeah. Starting at seven. So yeah. we would be out of there, and I'm 40 minutes from home, you know, so. 
Yeah, you were getting up and leaving early every mm-hmm. morning to get to mm-hmm. be there by seven. And then Joe, Joe is the instructor, the main instructor up there, and he he agreed that last week after I failed the first one, he's like, "We can meet super early if you don't want to drive with the other kids or guys or whoever." And I'm like, "Would you mind? <laughs> Do you mind?" So I need to send him a thank you card. Yeah, that was very gracious of him. Oh my gosh, to- yes, because we were meeting at five o'clock. Right. Yeah. Here comes test day. Test day is oh the next day. Oh my gosh, day. this was just this past Friday. Yes, and I'm supposed to be at the school at 6 o'clock in the morning, so I need to leave the house no later than 520, yeah. all right, to get there and not speed. <sighs> I slept until 545. <laughs> I was so exhausted, so tired. of get- And I had gotten up at like 345 every morning all week, and I had been, you know, this ner- these nerves, like I just... I haven't taken a test in such a long time, much less like a technical mechanical test. You know, a lot of people stress out about the uh, pre-trip. Yeah. But I had, I had nailed that. The but first. you studied your rear end off I did. on that. I did. I had to, cause I didn't know what I'm talking about. And, and now you- I'm confident you can open up a semi hood. I could open up a, any semi hood and tell you about where things are going to be located and what they are. What now, they can are, I yeah. tell you what they do? Probably not. You know, that's what gets but. me though is uh, so I practice with Jess on the walk around and things like that, and then the bleed down brake test, of course. Yeah, we and I and I was lucky enough to have a semi here at the house to kind of go over that. That does help. Yes, I'm sure. So I, I got done hauling one day and I brought the semi back to the farm and knowing that we were going to do a walk around and everything. And one thing that gets me is how detailed, because I don't recall this whenever I took my CDL test 20 some odd years ago, how detailed they are in you identifying the air to air cooler, identifying where the alternator is, um, various radiator hoses, the power steering pump, the air compressor, mm-hmm. you know, I, as we were going through that, I guess it's good that you do know where that stuff kind of is, but it's, it was almost like, okay, are, are we trying to get a license to drive the damn thing? Or are we going to have to work on them too? You know, th- yeah. that's kind of what I thought. Yeah. And I was like, this is a bunch of overkill. I mean, there's nothing wrong with popping the hood and looking at stuff to see, oh, well, what's this fluid that's dripping down the side of the engine, mm-hmm. you know, or, mm-hmm. or checking fluid, you know, check the level of your antifreeze, check your oil, obviously, um, power steering fluid, check, make sure that you got plenty of it. I understand that part, mm-hmm. but the way they make you identify what each individual piece is. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's next? They're going to tell you, okay, well, now what does it do and how does it work? Well, I'm not becoming a mechanic here. I just want to drive the truck. Yeah. You know? Well, I feel like I feel like a lot of drivers out there and a lot of the people that I was in class with, they're familiar with what things do. Like they're already mechanically inclined and they have probably been working on things. Yeah. Me, not so much. Well, like I told Joe, I said, Joe, I can fix a two stroke. You know, I can figure that out pretty easily. He was like, well, if you can figure that out, you can figure out a four stroke. And I'm like, okay, well, all right. Right. Whatever. Right. I still can't fix a semi. What? Neither can I. <laughs> That's why I have a mechanic that, that I take my truck. But you to. could fix a hydraulic hose well, and you could course. tell if one you is getting ready that. to bust. Well, yeah. It's... I couldn't have done that six weeks ago. Okay. Now okay. I can identify Fair that. enough. Fair mm-hmm. enough. I, I, I'm just... Here, let me let me make a comparison. Sure. Whenever I got my private pilot's license, there was no part in any part of the test, any part of the pre-trip, uh-huh. besides changing the oil and just kind of looking in underneath the cowling. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it looks like everything's okay, and I don't see any leaks of anything. 
It's not like I had to take the shields off and identify where the alternators were, where, Mm -hmm. you know, where the mags were, everything. I didn't have to do any of that. That wasn't part of the test to be able to get a pilot's license, like a driver's license. I'm not going to work on the plane. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to work on the semi. I'm going to drive the damn thing. I'm going to fly the damn thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know another thing that got me? It's really funny. I think you're getting ready to make the point that I I was just getting ready to go to. Go ahead. No, go. I, I cut no, you off. I was getting ready to change subject a little bit. Oh, you were? Yeah. Okay. So you made a point the other day. You were like, do any of these people that give you the test have their CDL? And I asked the gal that on Friday, I said, do you have your CDL? And the, she was- The lady administering the test, yes, riding in the yes. passenger seat as you are doing the driving yes, test. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I tried to hold conversation. I was so nervous, guys. Like, I, you don't even know how nervous I was. I was, I'm a sweaty person anyways, but like, I, it was just my, my- My palms don't typically sweat. My palms were sweating, you know, I was, as I was driving anyways. So she says, no, she didn't have the CDL. Nobody has their CDL, but they are, you know, they have to get certified to test people to get their CDL license, which I find very interesting. And then you made the point that you didn't have someone who just is marking off of a checklist to, or you said something like, could you imagine if I had a non-pilot administering a test to, to be make a pilot me a pilot yeah like holy cow like that puts it into perspective right there it does i mean and, and you're talking semis that are on the road that yeah. that's used on a daily basis like semis are up and down the road 24 7 365 no matter what right airplanes aren't yeah they are they're i mean they're not up and down the road but they're in the air they're 24 7 the they're in the air but you see less air traffic than you do on the highways. Sure. That's what I, that's okay. my point. Like there's a lot more semis than there are sure. airplanes. Okay. Okay. So maybe there's, I just, I yeah, don't know. I, I don't know. Funny. I don't know. I found it's, that funny. A person yeah. that doesn't have a CDL mm-hmm. license can give you the CDL driving test mm-hmm. and sign you off and say, yep, this person is proficient in driving a semi truck. Yeah. <laughs> you would never dream of that in an airplane. No. Some person that, you know, they just know the boxes to check. Okay, well, this, mm-hmm. well, well, my my student pilot who's trying to get their license taking the test right now, they passed this, and then they did this, mm-hmm. and they did the stall, and they did the 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 bank turn, or ninety degree bank, or forty five degree bank turn, and all the stuff that you do during your check ride. You know, the person sitting beside you is an actual pilot that's giving you the test. Yeah, Ugh. you know, like Ugh. they legit know what they're talking about, and they're seeing if you know what you're talking right. about. Right. <laughs> Like, you are not going to bullshit your way through a check ride. Yeah. It seems to me, like you, you can, might be able to bullshit your way through a are you CDL saying that just I a little bit. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying the door might be opened Maybe. up a little bit to do it. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh, yeah. 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 No, I think, well, I'm glad that you had another pilot with you. Well, of but course. It, it does make sense to have a CDL holder, you know. In Give your him passenger a test. seat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because you could kill a pedestrian just by, you know, if you didn't know how to brake, there's no brakes. There's no extra, you know, like when you're in driver's ed, there's an extra steering wheel and maybe a brake pedal or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's none of that in a semi. <laughs> well, see, in an airplane, there is. In an airplane, the co-pilot's yeah, there's got two. the controls right in front of you. I mm-hmm. mean, he's he could put his feet on the same uh, rudders that I have my feet on, the, mm-hmm. the same ailerons that I'm controlling or being yeah. controlled right in front of him. You know, you could fly it from the left or right seat. Now, when you have a co-pilot in there, is it the left seat or the right seat? Pilot when, sits in the left seat. Pilot, like a like the, a car. The pilot in like command. in the USA, the yeah. driver is sitting in the left seat. Yes. Okay. So is the so pilot. it's the same. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah, when you get it, like whether you're seeing a small Cessna or whether you're getting on a commercial airliner, the captain, the big dog, the pilot of the aircraft is in the left seat. Even in international flights. I am just virtually positive. Mm, Yeah. Well, I mean, FAA regulations, like you have to be able to speak English to be able to talk, right? English is the inter, it's the international language for air traffic control communication, yes. Yeah, okay. In other words, whenever you get in a plane and you fly overseas from America and you go to... Um, Israel. Israel, where they don't speak American. Well, they do, but yeah. Okay, whatever. You know, yeah. China. Yeah. China. You fly to Beijing from Washington, D.C. As you're on approach to Beijing, every single aircraft in the air is talking in English. Yes, yes. That's okay. what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't know that. No. But I think maybe everybody knows that. Well, I mean, you think about it. How is an American, a a pilot of an American English-speaking company, country, I should say, Mm -hmm. you get in an airplane, you fly to China. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you can't have a language barrier on, you know. I wonder who made that rule and said, That's a good question in aviation. Yeah. If anybody knows that answer. Yeah. Let us know. So. Hmm. Yep. So got the CDL. That's a big one. So that was awesome. And what did we do the next day? Got in a damn truck and we went driving. You wasted no time to put me in the driver's seat. And I baptism by fire. We went to St. Louis for a load of lime. Yep. I didn't drive through St. Louis or through the cities because you. I I don't feel comfortable yet with that. You drove from here to fifty miles west, Mount Mm -hmm. Vernon, Illinois. Then Mm -hmm. I got in, drove the rest of the way to the cave, Mm -hmm. got loaded up with lime. You know, navigating the traffic of O'Fallon and the St. Louis area. Then he takes me on this route home. Oh, I took you on this route home? You took me on this route home. And it used to be 161, but now it is County Road 2. Oh, yeah. I I wasn't going there yet. Oh. So whenever you go. go, So basically, you can take interstate all the way to, basically all the way to the quarry. (laughs) And the quarry is, I mean, it's right beside East St. Louis and Cahokia. Uh And places that, I don't know, a little bit more of poor areas and... Lots of crime. Very poverty stricken. Yeah. And lots of crime. And we left the cave and instead of me getting right back on the interstate, (laughs) I thought, well, there's this road called 157. And if I get on it, instead of getting back on the interstate, we can take it and I can get around. One of the big problems, it's not a problem. It's just nerve wracking is in a loaded semi trying to get up to speed and merge into traffic in St. Louis. It's just hard to do especially when you have idiot drivers that don't want to let you in. Well, I found this, not shortcut, but if I got on 157, I could avoid a lot of that merging Mm -hmm. and get right back on I-64 to come home, and I just don't have to deal with a bunch of it. Yeah. I asked Jess, get on Google Maps. (laughs) This 157, where does it go? Does it look like it's got a bunch of stoplights? I mean, it's a state road. So does it look like it's just a straight shot from the cave back up to I-64? Yeah, it looks pretty good. (laughs) I mean, it just kind of curves around. It takes you around town. It looks like looks yeah. like you're going to go through a little Describe bit. Describe to the people the type of town that we went through. Well, so we get on the road, and I've and he's like, "Well, wait, it says 157 turns this way," and I said, "Well, that wasn't on the Google Maps here just a minute ago." <laughs> so what are we doing? So then I had to hurry up, find that before we got to the stoplight, see if we needed to turn. In fact, we did need to turn to stay on 157 instead of going the route that I had looked up. Well, we went through this other town. It was... Uh, Cahokia Heights, I think is what it was called. Yeah. Cah- Maybe it was just Cahokia. I don't it's know. the outskirts. A lot, just, of, lot of car dealerships over there. Bars on windows of everything. Uh-huh. A lot uh, of barbed wire. If I were going to give you uh, directions on how to get from the quarry 
back to I-64, I would, I would tell you, um, you go down and you turn right at the Onyx nightclub. Uh, <laughs> then, then go down to the Dirty Devil yeah, strip club. Yeah, when you get down to the Dirty <laughs> Devil right, strip club, just left. take the roundabout and keep going north. <laughs> Lock your door for a good, a good while. Try to time the stoplight so mm. you never completely stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was interesting. Never it, doing that again. Something that we, yeah, a road we will not travel right. again. But and, now we know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and nothing bad happened. But it's just one of those areas, like, it was just, yeah. it was shit. Mm. It, a lot of, uh, yeah, mm. a lot of bike riding. Around. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but it's just, Yeah, it's just. I felt you, like we were in the projects for a long time. Whenever you see bars on windows of houses and bars constant. on windows and of it was a, every single business. It was constant. It was a long ways of constant. Like, that. Yeah, this is not exactly the, the way I want to. Yeah. Not exactly where I want to be. Let's just yeah. put it that way. And there's nothing of value in, a, in our truck. <laughs> you know. No, I mean. I don't know what you're I had doing. a $75 load of lime on. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I go to St. Louis to get it because it's only $3 a ton. As to where around here, it's seven, eight, ten, twelve dollars a ton. Yeah. That savings right there can pay for a lot of diesel to go get it. You just have the time to go do it. Yeah. So and they were open on Saturday. They were. They were so, the only place open on Saturday, so we took the trip. Right. Took a road trip together. So we left, it was fun. We I left, like I like spending my day with you. Well, we had a great time. So we left uh, St. Louis, finally got back on the interstate, and we went to the new Baden exit, which is just, I don't know. 15 miles down the road, ate lunch, and there's this road, 161. It's a two-lane highway that go, cuts just straight through the center, or straight through Illinois, uh, going east-west. So instead of getting back on the interstate, I told Jess, I said, well, we're loaded. You've never drove a loaded semi before. And then more experience for you would be driving a two-lane road where we go through every little small town, you know, Germantown, Albers, through Centralia, onto Johnsonville, Sisney, and then home. And... A lot of stopping and going, a lot of just, a <laughs> lot of just normal stuff that you get stuff. into when you drive a semi. She rocked it, folks. She did great. She did great. She did. She didn't even perspire that bad. I mean, it's like she owned it. But I tell you what, in the first forty miles, you had never used a Jake brake in your life, and you were Jake breaking by the time we got to Centralia. That's true. That's true. Now Joe tells me that I shouldn't be using them unless I'm in the hills and hollers of maybe Chattanooga. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, and I've used it all the time. Everybody, I, everybody I know uses them. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, he, he, anyways, he's got a lot of over the road experience, so he right. has a lot of different type of experience. Sure. Whatever. But I don't care. You're, you're, yeah. you're in the local hauling. Yeah. Right, and you still use yours. So, anyways, I did learn how to use the Jake brake, which was good. Um, that sure does help a lot in downshifting. Yeah. Which is cool. It does. Yep. It does. It gives, I mean, it's just an added layer of control of your speed, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So. Which help. It is so helpful. I mean, especially for a new driver like me, not that I'm going to be using it all the time, but I don't, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It depends on where I'm going to be driving. Right. You're going to be driving to St. Louis. You're going to be driving to Cave and Rock. You're going to be driving to Mount Vernon. Mm-hmm. You're going to be driving maybe mm-hmm. to Evansville from time to time. Mm-hmm. You never can tell. I'm excited to help out. I'm excited to be able to help out. I remember just last fall you were going, I said, what can I do to help? I can see you're stressed out. Tell me what to do. Can I help you guys move? Can I help with logistics? What are we, what are we doing? What are we doing next? And he was like, I need a CDL driver. You can't help unless you have a CDL. And here we are this summer. I'm going to be able to help out. And just to relieve some of that pressure from you, like mm-hmm. makes me feel good. Like that's my wife. This winter. My wife duty for you. Yeah. Like, and so, but when you're in the heat of the battle of harvest and everything is just 
rush, rush, rush. We got to get everything out of the field or whatever. You know, whatever it is mm-hmm. that we're doing, we're moving. Moving. You know, the rain's You're just coming, doing whatever. moving stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to help so much. So I think that I think that it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. All I guarantee good. it's going to be good. If you, if you did nothing but haul three loads of grain following me per mm-hmm. week, that's mm-hmm. six hours right there of my life. If If those trips go fast. Yeah. It's when they don't go fast and you can share some of that wait time. With me. I, it's just, it's going to help. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be awesome. I'm excited. I'm very excited. And I'm keeping you in the 10 speed. What he forgot. For a while. What he forgot to tell. Well, you'll have to t- teach me how to use the dump truck next or dump trailer. Yeah. Because I don't know. I can do that. I can handle the hopper bottom. Not a problem. <laughs> I can teach you. That thing is easy too. Easy peasy. So, um, I, well, I forget what I was going to say. I don't know what you're going to say. I don't know. I, I just lost my train of thought because I'm thinking. I'm sure, well, oh, what you forgot to say about 161 or Route County Road Two? Yeah, Country Road Two, whatever it was. Yeah, there are zero shoulders on oh, that road. Oh yeah, once you get between Centralia and Our House, mm. that's about a 50 mile stretch where you basically it's a narrower road. Very. It's two narrow. lane, and there's there's stripes on it, but it's just it's a narrow two lane. It's like driving in Kentucky because that's like what the, Kentucky there's a lip two on lanes that are. road. Yeah, you don't want to get off of it. Yeah, and you're not trained like what happens if you accidentally do get off of it or somebody's coming in your lane. What do you do? You just stay straight. You know, you hit the deer. You don't swerve, right? right? Oh, yeah. So, or the pig. I mean, that's stress, <laughs> right? That stress, that stressed me out, I think, more than anything is that yeah. zero, zero shoulder. Yeah, for those of you guys that didn't see my TikTok, I hit a damn pig. A pig on the way back from Cave and Rock the other day. Mm-hmm. You know, the Shawnee National Forest, all the animals that's down there, you know, mm-hmm. you, you just think, man, there's a multitude of animals I could run over coming through Papa Hill and there stands a deer, Papa Hill and there's a raccoon or a possum or something <laughs> or armadillo. I did see a dead armadillo on the side of the road. In, oh, really? Down there, yeah. Pope County Just, just south of Ridgeway. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I did. That's the first time I've ever seen one. Those things are ugly. Oh, yeah. Holy shit, they're ugly. They're kind of a funky animal. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I pop a hill coming back with a load of load of lime, and there's a damn pig running down the side of the road. I'm like, what the hell is this? Now, granted, I'm going 55 or so. I got a head of steam. The pig's running with me on the right-hand side of the white line. And I'm like, okay, pig, just stay over there. And, I mean, that thing's just, I mean, he is just booking it. And that damn thing just darted right in front of me. There's nothing I could do. Nothing you can do. Just tore the hell out of a piece of plastic that was up underneath my Turban Suburban. Yep. Luckily, I got some zip ties and got it zipped back up and made her home. It was one of those deals whenever I got it, though. I just had to uh, go on ahead and take that piece of plastic off, trash it, say the hell with it. We're done with it. And now I'm driving around without it. What are you videoing? I'm not videoing. I'm just going to update my Snapchat story. Oh, okay. Okay. So, like, <laughs> what we're doing right now is a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Farming update around here. There are a few guys shelling some corn. Uh, haven't heard a whole bunch of some of the dry land yields down south of me around Karma. I've heard is between 190 and 220. That's pretty good corn by... Pretty good corn for me, anyway. Uh, 26% moisture. Um Saw one guy cutting beans, uh, two John Deere combines running south of Carmi last week, but I, I don't know. I, they were off the road a good ways. I couldn't tell if the beans looked any good. Had a hell of a dust flying, so they must have been dry. But other than that, around me around me in my area, I'd say there'll be more and more farmers start. Of course, this is Labor Day. It seems like your big, big guys get rolling right after the Tuesday after Labor Day. They'll start picking some corn. But me, I think I'm still looking at two or three weeks out. I just... 
my beans, I, they're just not turning very fast, which is fine with me. Hopefully, they're still putting some weight in the pods. But uh, corn, naturally, I you know I start planting my corn a little bit later than everybody else. So it had, and I plant 118 day corn, 117, 118 day corn. So longer season and everything, it's just going to be a little bit before I get in the field, which is perfectly fine because I've got plenty of lime that I need to keep hauling. Uh, just as I suspected, once guys found out that I'm spreading lime, the phone call started rolling in. Yeah, yeah, and that's good because that you know part of Cohen staying back here on the farm was going to be to help do that. So yeah, and, and, oh, to boot. So the day that you got your driving, your actual CDL license from mm-hmm. driving test, Cohen passed his written test for a CDL. So he is on his way. I tell you what, we're gonna have a trucking company for too long. Heck yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> if you can't hire the CDL drivers. You make them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't oh. even know if I if I mentioned whenever Alden knew that I was starting class. He was like, Mom, are you driving a sleeper cab? <laughs> That's all he cares about. That's all he cared cab. about. He's like, can you take a picture of the inside so I can see it? <laughs> <laughs> and then the sleeper cab for school, they have uh, removed the bedding area, you know, and then they have two chairs, two yeah. air ride chairs in the back. So it's pretty cool. They're air ride and, chairs? Oh, yeah. Those are nice chairs, though. Oh, yeah. Seatbelts. Yeah. Uh-huh. No kidding. No kidding. I'll be darned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's pretty cool. That is pretty it was, cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, all in all, I had a great experience at school. I, I, I was love there hearing to learn. that. I was there to learn. I learned. The instructors Billy, were good. Billy and Joe know what they're talking about. They have stories to go along with why you do what you do. You know, the level of patience that a CDL instructor would have to have, they must have the patience of Job. Because, I mean, they... (laughs) Probably. Really. Because (laughs) I don't see how some of these people... You know, at least you came from a farm, right? Mm. You've rode with me in a semi before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You've been at least a little bit around one. Yeah. Little bit. You know, plus you have common sense. Imagine the person... who does not have common sense that does not come from any farm or trucking related background. Yeah. Just stepping foot in a truck and you say, okay, start shifting. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. There's two types of CDLs though. You got your CDL. They'll give you for, you're allowed to drive a 10 speed or you can drive an automatic. And mm-hmm. that means you get, you can't drive a 10 speed. Right. Did they have an automatic truck up there that you could test in? No. Mm-mm. Not the school. The school doesn't. Okay. Yeah. So you would have to find your own automatic truck to do the... You know, I think, if I recall, the, and if Joe listens to this, I don't know that he does, but um, if he listens to this, he'd probably correct me. I think what I recall is that he said that he borrowed um, one of his family's trucks for one student because the, the guy could not get shifting down. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I got you. So I don't know if they hooked up onto the trailer that's at the school. I have no idea. Or if they just used, you know, his family's... Yeah. Truck and trailer. I wonder if there's a market out there for a rental truck for, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I'm sure the school would buy one, you know, but, um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think it was just one student he mentioned, Yeah, but there's not an automatic truck. No, that would be so easy. Right. I'll tell you what, I'll never forget the time that Billy taught me how to shift on Wynoose road. Yeah. Yeah. Up to ninth. Yeah. 50 miles an hour, Bob tailing. Yeah, that was Why what was funny. As we got on the Woo. interstate, you got up to ninth gear, and you didn't really want to shift. I mean, you got the damn thing racked out going 60. I'm like, honey, you can grab 10th gear here. <laughs> like, oh, well, this is like only the third time I've ever been in 10th gear, so bear with me. 
You did but great. No. You did great. I'm so damn proud of you. Aww. Like I, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, sweetie. I really am. That's good. That makes me feel real good. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. you should. Mm-hmm. So, anything else going on? We went to uh, last week. We went to Muddy. It's a bar up by Wheeler, and we saw this band called Eddie and the Getaway. That wasn't who the the premiere show was. Well, the premiere show was the Dylan Wolf guy. Mm-hmm. But. You ever been to a concert where the opening act was better than the headliner? <laughs> Never have I ever. <laughs> well, this was that concert. It sure was. Eddie was great. Mm-hmm. He was. He's a performer. He's just got a great voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met him after the show. It was. It was, and I got an Eddie in the Getaway hat. Just got a shirt. Yeah, he was he so just, good. He was an entertainer. He's a guy. who's originally from Arizona. He moved to Nashville. I, I'm assumed to make, to make a make name a for himself. Yeah, and uh, of course now he's out doing every show he possibly can he ended up in muddy that night because he knows this dylan wolf guy and uh he just it was fun i was was just like man and i was i used to play in a band back in the day and it was kind of fun it's just i just know the fun he's having Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. yeah he was so good he was he was so good totally so so and then the other guy got on stage and then the opening acts had to come in and yeah save him so it was interesting. Yeah. I, I don't want to. It's hard to get on stage in front of a bunch of people and do uh-huh. anything when it comes to music. I, I, I'm not going to slam all. the guy. I'm just going to say <laughs> the opening act was better than the headliner. Yeah, That's all I can yeah, say for sure. Yeah. But what was your opinion, Jessica? Do I have to share it? You don't. Okay. But you just remember almost everybody listens to this show. Yeah. You know? I know. Or at least you gotta you gotta listen, assume this. Listen. And if we say something bad, mm-hmm. somebody that knows somebody will tell somebody. It's okay. Like I can have an opinion. You can. I can have an opinion. And my opinion is that was probably the worst live show I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm I can tell you right now the people that I talked to that was there <laughs> very much agree with that. Okay. So, All right. It was yeah. it was tough show. But yeah. I well, when and when Eddie and the getaway got back on the stage. I was up front dancing, like, and I like to dance, stone cold sober dancing my rear end off. Right. And jumping, you know, he was playing a lot of 90s and early 2000s rock and uh, some kind of, what What would you even say? It's not emo music, but. No, just, I, I don't know. He's. He, he, pop his, rock music, maybe. Or, I don't country know. Country rock. Pop, pop country rock. Yeah. It's weird. You can't yeah. explain it. Like, he, he played. And he was good at all of them. Yeah. So, anyways, every single one of them, I was up there jumping, and he said jump, and I was the only one that jumped. But what I did notice, the entire show for the main stage, like, um, and and for the other other sets, people don't clap, or this younger generation, they don't clap at anything. What do they do? I don't know. They just stand there. Like, and here I was clapping, and I was the only one clapping. Like, man, what a good performance. Woo, go, go, woo. And nobody was clapping for Nobody Eddie? was clapping. No. It was just the weirdest thing. And I look around and I'm like, okay. And then I did it like three or four times. I'm like, I am the only one clapping in this joint. Big deal. I got, <laughs> I'm sure that guy appreciated it. It was funny. Like, it, I mean, that's just something that I noticed. So ah, mm-hmm. I never noticed that at all. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't looking for it either. I didn't notice until I... They weren't yelling though either instead of clapping. Well, I mean, like, they were like, yeah. maybe, maybe a little bit of that, but not like a ton of it. Huh. Okay. And like I said, I'm like the only sober one there, so... <laughs> Man, that's the truth. <laughs> but we had a good time. We had such a good time. Um, I enjoyed every every second of it. And I was dancing, and you were like, oh, that's my wife dancing. I didn't know you could dance like that. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you got moves. I'll be here all week. <laughs> 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 Anyways, oh, it takes a lot for me to 
boogie. Well, anything else you want to talk about has been going on? Oh, I feel like we've just, I'm telling you what, guys, the, the amount of stress and level of just exhaustedness, I would compare it with having a newborn at home, like these last two weeks. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To get this finished up and passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The last two so, two solid weeks of being exhausted and. Yeah. I'll be darned. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. So that's my, that, that's my excuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But hopefully we'll get back on the on the weekly schedule instead of the bi-weekly schedule well, here. Well, Alden starts school here on, what, Wednesday? Yes. So that's going to be a sense of normalcy. I love that little boy so much, but man, <laughs> for the past six weeks, he has been riding with me every day in the semi, and I, it just makes me fat. <laughs> it does. Because he's always like, Daddy, can we stop by the gas station? <laughs> What do you want to stop by there for? Oh, I got to pee. No, you don't. No, you don't. You want a Hershey bar is what you yeah. want. Well, you just tell them no or you pack a lunch. I know, That's I'm, what, I'm a bad dad. It's really funny. No, you're a good dad. Well, how can I get him a Hershey bar if I don't get some chicken fingers well, or something? I know. You know? I and know. then here we go. We start packing yeah. it back on again. Well, he's going back but, to school, yeah. so no excuses. No excuses now. <laughs> We're going to enjoy our Labor Day, though. We have. We've kind of lazed around a little bit today and... Maybe get out by the pool. Maybe go for a four-wheeler ride later. Yep. Yep. That kind of thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have every intention of getting in the pool here in just a minute. Yes. So, got a few news stories for you guys if you guys want to go through them. Or, or, I mean, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Well, um, Trump got indicted and his mugshot was released. That was the ma- massive thing that's happened That in the was last a couple weeks. weeks ago, but we haven't been with you since yeah. then. Yeah. that's exactly right. That was yeah. the ultimate backfire, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Right after his mugshot was released, I think he raised in the first twenty four hours seven point six million dollars for his reelection campaign. Mm, a lot of money. Like that's incredible yeah. in twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. That's just incredible. And I I didn't print off every article that I read this morning, but every single time this happens, he just gets a bump in the polls. Mm-hmm. Like George Stephanopoulos, who is a, a Clinton political hack from back in the day, was on ABC's uh, Sunday morning show. Uh, I can't remember what it's called this week or something. And he was, I saw the video clip of it. He is just beside himself and shocked that Donald Trump is tied with Joe Biden if the election was held today, according to a poll. (laughs) And the whole panel of people was like, we just don't get this. He gets indicted and he gets stronger. And they're so out of touch. I know. The thing is, is like, how do you guys not understand that people are on to you? Yeah. People are on to the liberals. People yeah. are on to the DOJ. Yeah. That's not to say that they're not going to go on ahead here in 2024 and, and cheat their asses off and steal it again. I'm, mm-hmm. it's just not going to be quite as easy this time, but I'm not going to put it past them that they won't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and one of my, uh, one of my stories in the pile is this COVID shit. It's coming back. It's all coming back. Yeah. So, and and I'm sure you're not going to talk about this, but the Republican, the first Republican debate was also the Wednesday after we did our last show. So it's been a week and a half ago now. And um, I did, as I was doing my house chores, I turned it on and I listened to the entire thing. And I feel like Mike Pence did not do himself any favors. And I feel like Ron DeSantis did terrible. Um, I feel like Ramaswamy did really well. And Tim Scott did okay. Uh, but anyways, uh, Chris Christie did awful. And he is just a... The thing that sticks out to me in that whole debate was if Trump gets convicted of whatever felony they throw at him. 
Like if he legitimately gets if convicted, he gets convicted and goes to jail, would you pardon him? And uh, by a show of hands, would you pardon Ramaswamy's hand went up first. No questions asked. He was confident in his answer. He believes that that is what he would do. And then other hands started shooting up. And then Ron DeSantis, you see him look left, you see him look right, and then his arm shoots up. It was the most, I think that was the most telling thing of, of DeSantis. You are not a fan of DeSantis, are you? I just feel like maybe it's a. It's not natural for him. It's not natural for him. Well, I- it kind of looks to me like, and, I, and this is easy to sit right here in Southern Illinois and say this. Oh yeah, but it kind of looks to me like he's getting away from what got him to where, to what got it. He's getting away from the vehicle that he rode to get there. You know, the, the vehicle he rode to get there was he's freedom. in Florida, freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, throwing punches down there at the media mm-hmm. whenever they would come after him for whatever policies he wanted to institute in the state. Yep. I mean, and he was just like Trump has been. I mean, he was just throwing haymakers. Mm-hmm. You want to come at me? I'm going to come right back at you. Right. You, you remember when he got reelected there in November, his 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 speech that he gave after he got reelected, this is where woke, Florida is where woke goes, goes to, to die. die. Yeah. Where did that go? Like, I, I, where did it go? Yeah, I don't know. Now, he did have a great message after this little hurricane. I say little, Cat 3. I'm not sure how little or big that is. But he did have a good message uh all over social media right after that made landfall and got through there mm-hmm. of basically saying, you know what, here in Florida, we uh, like the second amendment and you just, you looters just understand you never know what's right behind the door. You're getting ready to walk through. Hmm. And he said that over and over, basically just saying, listen, you dumb SOBs, yeah. you get shot. Don't come, don't come here. Yeah, F, you're, F you're, around and find out. Yes. Right. Yes, yeah. uh, that was a great message. Right. Uh Oh, who's that? Uh-oh, I don't have my f- ringer turned off. No, you don't. I'm sorry. Yikes. Too bad they're not Bluetoothed off or Bluetoothed <laughs> up here. We'd take the call. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> one of these days, I will be Bluetoothed up whenever I get one of these weird uh, spam calls, and we'll see if we can't get somebody on and have some fun with them. Yes. Wouldn't that be funny? That would be awesome. That was my father, by the way. It was? So, okay. Yes, sorry. We don't want to surprise him. No. I mean, he would probably give us some good... I don't know, heat wave, uh, I don't know, advice for your animals, if you wanted oh, to talk about that. Yeah, because he's a veterinarian. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. So, tell you how important it is to get rabies vaccines. <laughs> right. Well, so, talking about the news, and, and you know, we just kind of touched on the election that's coming up here, and I say coming up, hell, it's still over a year away, but the, I, I, I really believe the wheels are starting to turn now. To bring COVID back. I have a point to that. Go ahead. I um, see a gal and she gives B12 injections like or B complex injections. And every now and then I'll go see her if I'm feeling really, really lagging on maybe immunity, maybe energy, whatever. So I go and get a shot. She charges $25. And, uh, She's working on her nurse practitioner license right now, and she's doing some clinicals, and she said that every other person that she sees in her clinicals has got COVID. She's also been traveling a little bit for some training, and um, their school's shut down in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've got a couple stories here. So, uh, from the Epoch Times, Atlanta College confirms end of COVID mask mandate amid backlash. Mm. So, there was a college in Atlanta that tried to bring back the mask mandate for students coming back to school here. 
uh, blew up in their face, uh, rightfully so. Uh, the story reads, Morris Brown College said in mid-August that it would reimpose mask mandates amid what it said was a rise in COVID-19 cases on a larger campus where it is located. That rule was scheduled to end on Sunday, September 3rd. So that lasted from mid-August until Sunday, September the 3rd, which is yesterday, right? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, parties and large events will still be banned from the campus, the officials said in a letter according to the outlet. The letter said that employees and students will have to undergo undergo temperature checks before coming to campus and maintain physical distancing, while people who test positive for COVID-19 will have to isolate for five days. This is coming back. The only thing I got rid of here is the the mandatory mask. But, I mean, think about that. This is is a shit we was going through three Mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, temperature checks, physical, social distancing, and and testing for this pandemic fake <laughs> it is a pandemic fake scandemic reading on in the in the story it said multiple hospitals in upstate new york announced in august the mask will be mandatory not only for staff but also for patients and visitors oh and then that gave uh, gave a list of the hospitals but I, I, all i can say is now I don't care where you're at, you're listening to this. I don't care if you're downtown in the biggest metropolitan area you can imagine or if you're out in Bone Gap, Illinois. Mm -hmm. If somebody demands you wear a mask, if you are complicit, or if if you do comply, you are complicit. Yeah. That's all there is to it. If you just say, okay, well, I guess I'll play along again, it means you agree with it. Mm -hmm. That's all there is to it. Mm -hmm. And I, I was talking with a buddy yesterday about this, and he had a great idea. And he said, you know what? If they do want to just get crazy with this crap again, take it to the next level. If a mask, if you have to have a mask to go to some public function, he goes, make a mockery of it. Go get one of those white suits that they use in, you know, labs somewhere like bioweapons labs. Get the white suit on, put the chemical warfare mask on, just make a mockery of it. And the people look at you stupid. Just look at them like what? You said it's that's dangerous. I don't want the shit. I'm not going to yeah. have it. Yeah. Make a mockery of the shit. Otherwise, or just don't do it. And I, you know where I stand. I'm not going to do it. We never did it in the first place. I, you know what? There were two weeks that I did. I, I took an uncle to dialysis and then there's one other time I did. Yeah. One other time. Yeah. But not, not long. No. But, like this is a joke. Two yeah. weeks to slow the spread. All I do, I can't breathe in this thing. So no thanks. Yeah. Two weeks to slow the spread, and then what? You fast forward a year and a half. It's uh, get the job, get the jab, or lose or else, your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember uh, one thing that reading this stuff about COVID and all the what we went through for three years, two years anyway. Uh, you remember what's that amusement park in Branson we went to? Is that Dollywood? Silver, Silver Dollar, Silver City. Dollar uh-huh. City. That's what it was. Remember going there Thanksgiving weekend. And we were outside, yes. outside. Yes, and we still had and to. Ri- we had to wear those. That might have been the other thing that I I complied with. I we wore. Had, yeah, your family was going. Everybody wanted to do it, uh-huh. and, and they Reluctantly. were mask police there. Like mm-hmm. the workers there would. We were on one of those little trains that take you around the place, and you know you look at Christmas lights and everything. On a train, the train's not an enclosed train. It's an outside train. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you pull your mask down, the people that work there are coming up to you, you put that up, put that mask up. You got that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. 
I tell you, this is the saddest thing ever. From now on, I I love your family to death, and I'm yeah. not I'm not picking oh, yeah, on your no, family. I get that. Yeah, I love my family to whoever it is. Yeah, if they ever want to do something like that again, I'm I'm out. Yeah. I'm not going. I'm screw you. You ain't getting my money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you say, well, that's your choice. It is my choice. That's that's that is my choice. Yep. Screw you. I'm yep. not going to do it. But like I said, to comply is to be complicit this time around. That's all there is to it. But you know what all this is about? This is nothing more than trying to get on lockdowns and secure mail-in ballots. That's well, what the, the Democrats need, is to be able to do this mail-in ballot shit again. And then control you by fear, by the TV. Yeah, yeah. Because if you didn't listen to the TV, then you wouldn't know what's going on. Yep, exactly, exactly. So I'm, I ain't playing. Of course, they're trying right now they're trying to tell you the, there's two new COVID variants out there, neither of which the vaccine helps prevent, which I don't think the vaccine has helped prevent a damn one of them yet. I'm pretty sure they came out and said it doesn't help prevent, right? Like, I didn't just make that up. No, that's what I, is that not what I just said? No, like they just, the, like the FDA came out and said that they don't. Oh, in general, for yeah. all variants of COVID. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Okay, you're not okay. quoted on that. All right. <laughs> but anecdotally, we can look at it and go, man, you know, the people that's getting sickest right now are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're either getting COVID and it's really kicking their ass. Mm-hmm. Or they got their seventh or eighth boosters and they're dying of myocarditis, strokes, brain bleeds, things like that. I mean... Cancer showing up all over the place. You know, USC basketball, that's where LeBron James's son just collapsed. Mm, yes. You know? Yes. USC basketball mandated a couple years ago that all their players get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. He's the second one. Did you know he's the second one on no. that team that's collapsed? Really? Yep. Just read that this morning. It's like... People... Come need, on, people. People need to hang... I know it. For this. It's ridiculous. Gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on. Next story. Fox News. D.C. begins enforcing curfew to deter youth crime after teens Mm -hmm. fatal stabbing over McDonald's sauce packet. What? Yeah. I guess in D.C. some uh, 16-year-old or 17-year-old went to McDonald's and got a sweet and sour packet and somebody else wanted that sweet and sour packet. There was only one left? I don't know, got in a fight, and the 16-year-old girl uh, stabbed another teen to death. What? Yeah. So what now D.C. Joke. is going to enforce a curfew, and the curfew is going to run from uh, basically 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. for anybody under the age of 17. The reason, the only reason I printed this off, I mean, unfortunately, news like this is normal. It's totally normal. But the only reason I print this off is because of our program two weeks ago. D.C. is approaching this totally different than what Chicago is. Mm. You know, Chicago, you're allowed to do this shit between 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. <laughs> D.C. police, <laughs> D.C. authorities are saying, your ass is going home. Oh, my. <laughs> so, yeah. like, if this person was in Chicago, they did it at least at the right time at 2 a.m., mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only reason that made the stack of stuff today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that, though. But here's the thing. If there's so many stabbings, why haven't they done this beforehand like why are they now enforcing this curfew you know the question i got is why is all this shit happening and i mean i think i know the answer i really do i i think it has a hell of a lot to do with the the devaluation of life i think they took god out of the schools yeah so life has zero value right anymore 
I mean, there's there's multiple abortion clinics everywhere in large metropolitan areas. Mm-hmm. They're not hard to find. You're encouraged to get them. Uh, it, it's just you you can go rob a store and you can go rob a store. Not going to get in trouble. They're during the summer love. You can you can burn down a building, it, burn down buildings, flip over police cars. You could spit in cops' faces. You could do whatever you want. There's zero consequence, and. It, this is where society's gotten in a lot of these places. We were in a place in that semi coming back from Falling Springs. We were in a place, I'm sure, during the summer of love, you wouldn't have wanted to be. Mm-hmm. You mean being two white people? Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee you. Yeah. Isn't that to even call it like. And I hate to say being two white people, but honestly, you remember uh, L.A., the L.A. riots. I, I'm pretty sure that guy's name was Reginald Denny. When the L.A. riots were happening in the mid-90s, I think that was, I can't remember what caused that. Uh, I think it might have been the acquittal of a couple of police officers. I have to look back into that. That was too damn long ago. Uh, but this guy, who, a, a white truck driver, was just doing his job driving through one of these towns where everybody was pissed. And they drug his ass out of that semi and just beat the hell out of him with, like, fire extinguishers and, and crowbars. And it left him for dead. I mean, smashed his skull in and everything. Mm. And he didn't do nothing. He was just the wrong caller driving through that neighborhood. See, and isn't it bad that we feel bad for saying we're two white people in a predominantly black neighborhood? That, And we feel like we should be ashamed of saying that. And I'm just making a point here. Like, But if somewhere, someone else were to say that of a different color or race... Like, it would be no thing. Right. But yet, the tables have turned here. Yeah, we're not allowed to say that. No. We just did, but you're not allowed to say that. Well, because it's... I and mean, it's in, all, in all honesty, it really doesn't... We say this because we're identifying the area that we're in. Yeah. But we don't say it because there's some level of racism associated with it. We not say at it, all. It, we say it because the moral value... Uh, the, the moral values yeah. that these people hold, uh, they're none. Mm-hmm. They don't... They don't you drive through a place that has bars on every single window. There's a lot of crime. That's exactly. what you can assume. You can just assume there's lawlessness. Mm-hmm. There's just nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. So why is anybody going to care whenever they come drag me or you out of the semi and yeah. beat our skulls in? Yeah. And that's what I said. I'll never go back that direction mm-hmm. in a semi, much less. It's not like I can punch it and get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> no, especially loaded. loaded. <laughs> that's serious. It's a serious thing. It really, about it, it really is. It really is. So Google says, uh, what sparked the rioting? In the L.A. riots in the 90s, a jury in the L.A. suburb of Semi or Semi Valley acquits four police officers who had been charged with using excessive force in arresting black motorist Rodney King a year earlier. That's right. That was the Rodney King beating. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And they rioted. And then this poor guy that was just a white guy in a truck coming through town Mm. had nothing to do with anything. Got drug out and just the hell beat out of him. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yep. That's Uh, tough. It is. It is. But from the Epoch Times, Kentucky governor says no need to discuss McConnell replacement. Now, why would the Kentucky governor ever say that? What? Kentucky governor, that'd be Democrat Andy Bashir. Bashir says no need to discuss McConnell replacement. Now, why would he even have? Why would what? What would even make him say that? I mean, you because Mitch McConnell has had a stroke or something. He is non-functional. So and he cannot talk. Earlier this spring, Mitch McConnell fell. And yes. he got a concussion. And yes. he was in the hospital for an extended period of time. That's right. 
Well, then in June, he's in the middle of whatever press conference he's at, and he just froze. Freezes. Like his face freezes. His eyes just, you know, it's like they're looking at one spot. Mm-hmm. He can't say anything. He just freezes. It's like you pushed pause in the video. And then 30 seconds, a minute later, he pops back out of it, and here we go again. Mm-hmm. Well, he did the same damn thing last week. So now it's leading a bunch of uh, leaders to go, okay, maybe we need to remove this guy from being Senate minority leader. Because if you're functioning like this, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And the, the story really, excuse me, the story reads, Governor Andy Bashir told reporters there was no need to discuss a replacement for Senator Mitch McConnell, whose age and health have sparked concern because he believed the senator would serve out his term. That Just because somebody, you believe they're going to serve out their term mm-hmm. doesn't mean they don't need to be removed or coerced to resign. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the event that that a Senate seat becomes vacant before the end of a term, states generally have laws that allow the governor to choose the replacement. I didn't know this for the senator. Oh. What I can't remember, and I should, but remember whenever Barack Obama won the presidency in 2008? Mm-hmm. Was he just a state senator or was he our U.S. senator? Was it him and Durbin were our two U.S. senators? And that's what Blago got in trouble for is he was like, I'm going to sell this seat to the highest bidder because Barack was leaving. Remember that? Yeah. Blago, you remember that? Blago yeah, was like, yeah. I got something, I've got something valuable and yes, I'm going to get paid yes, for it. Right, right. And he got caught, wiretapped. Yeah. Which we think that there's more to the story or else Trump wouldn't have pardoned him. I think you're probably right. Yes. Anyways, go on. But anyway. I I, I do remember that. So I guess that Kentucky has a law just like we do and not just like it though. So I guess um, in Kentucky, the government would need to, or the governor would need to choose from a list of three candidates made by the state executive committee of the same party. That's key as a senator who left a seat. So I guess there's a state executive committee that if McConnell did leave, they're going to come up with three candidates, all Republicans, because it says of the same party. Mm-hmm. And then the governor, Bashir, would get to pick. Oh, geez. Who? The most liberal or rhino of the three. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> pick the John McCain. Or, or, you know, well, McConnell is a John McCain. Yeah, but that's right. Anyway, what this has led to is... A huge conversation is how old's too old? Is is there an age that you just shouldn't be able to be a public leader anymore? That's a good question. I mean, we all saw Tony Reed's thoughts on it on TikTok this past week, and he says we don't need term limits; we need age limits. Yeah, but Tony doesn't vote. Okay. No offense, Tony, <laughs> but he doesn't vote. I've met some 80-year-old people who are sharp as a tack. Sure. So I can't imagine. The fact that Tony doesn't vote doesn't mean you can't have an opinion on this. He can have an opinion or whatever, but he doesn't vote. So it doesn't like, why would would he propose like an amendment to (laughs) ages whenever he, (laughs) like he didn't vote for the person anyway. But I mean, do you agree with the I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just saying like if somebody has, has no value, he holds no value in voting for leadership in your county, in your country or anything, 
why would it matter if they say too old or not? Yeah, old. Yeah. If they're too old or not old enough. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I see what you're and saying. I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not trying to be rude or anything to Tony. Cause I like the guy, but I'm just saying like, yeah, I, I've met some 80 year old people who've had a lot more life experience than me and they are sharp as a tack. Mm-hmm. I would, I say that they would be able to do it. And 70 met, plus. And I've met people in their fifties and sixties who got, who developed Alzheimer's and yeah. lost their mind. Yeah. Yeah. You and know, I've met 40-year-olds who don't need to be in, the, uh, like, a commissioner position. Right. You know, they have no business. Right. So, I don't know. I, I don't think that age... I mean, Trump is 77 years old. Biden is 80. Yeah. If Trump has the, like, mental decline and health decline that Biden has in the next... I will be surprised if he does. But I'm just saying, like, Biden is in bad shape. Oh, McConnell's at, in bad shape. McConnell, how old is that, he? That Fetterman guy's in bad oh shape. Oh my gosh! And these people are shape. embarrassments to the United States of America, in the form of representation of us. I mean, mm-hmm. if they're just getting old, or like Fetterman had that stroke and he's just not recovered, not, it doesn't look like he's ever going to recover. And I'm sorry for that, but and I I hate that for him. But he doesn't need to be leading. McConnell doesn't need to be leading. Mm-hmm. If I mean, if you're just going to sit there and 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 freeze. Yeah. Diane Feinstein's in bad shape. She's, She's 90, another one. 90 years old. Yeah. Uh, Mitch McConnell is 81. Nancy is 83. So that means that she yeah, look at all retired these at 82. Yeah. She but look at all these people. Uh, yeah. I, I And some stuff I've seen on TV and TikToks and read is, well, maybe we need to have a a mental cognitive test for candidates to decide if they want to if they're in good enough shape mentally to to be a representative. I disagree with that totally. You that, do? Oh yeah, that just that's opening the door to all kinds of fraud. You think you okay. couldn't? You think a Democrat couldn't pay enough pay a doctor off enough to tell well, you Donald true. Trump is in serious mental decline? That's true too. That's true. See, we the people should have the power to, to elect. elect. And if and if we ended up electing a dumbass <laughs> who's lost his mind, man. because honestly, that's what they did in Pennsylvania. They elected a flat ass idiot. I don't know that Fetterman guy. I feel like that election apart. was stolen. You could be right. Yeah. I mean, if I, Joe because Biden he couldn't put us, he could not string a sentence together. No. Before no. the election. And he still can't. Right. And he, I mean, he's, he's so impaired, he can't even hardly read off of a teleprompter. So and for, I realize some people are better in that than others. Yeah. But I mean, this guy can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't, it just, it seems to me that if you get a doctor in here, it's going to tell you, oh, this guy is fit and this guy's not. Is it a bipartisan doctor? Or is it a Republican doctor? Is it a conservative doctor? Is it mm-hmm. a liberal doctor? Mm-hmm. Or, or, do, or do you get a, okay, the Republicans have their own doctor and the liberals have their own doctor. Mm-hmm. Is that? No. I, no. It just opens up the door. Yeah. And, the, and the American people, the, the wisdom of the masses is so much smarter mm-hmm. than any damn one doctor. Right. The American people smart enough to go, this guy's an idiot. Yep. This guy's an idiot or he's got cognitive issues. Mm-hmm. We're not going to elect him. Mm-hmm. See, and that's why I think that I think it, I can't fathom even Democrats looking at Fetterman on a stage or anywhere at a campaign, anything, and saying, oh, yeah, this guy's totally with it. He's going to represent us good. Right. That's what makes me think that the whole thing is jacked up. Yeah. Because it was Dr. Oz that was, and Dr. Oz was on the left side or right. Yeah, he was no staunch conservative. Not at all. They've been better than Fetterman. 
But yeah, you know, so I, I, I have a hard time believing any of that. And I'm sorry, but people get upset whenever I say that about Tony. <laughs> I just, when I did see his TikTok, I was, I was a little bit confused because Tony doesn't believe that, like he doesn't believe that our votes matter. Right. Well, he, I mean, right. Am I on, am I on assuming right? He has the mentality of why go vote whenever they're just going to steal it anyway. That's his mentality. Mm-hmm. And he's convinced that every damn election is rigged and there's no reason to even try to try to go vote because it's going to be rigged as to where my mentality is. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Every election, most elections, especially in, in blue states and blue stronghold places are rigged. They're cheat, they're flat ass cheaters. But my, my mentality is I can't give up. I can't just say, no, I'm not going to mm-hmm. do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to let them walk out and win, even though maybe most of the time they do. Mm-hmm. You got to fight a little bit. I, that's me. That's just my opinion. What do you think about the age limit? What do you think? And I. No, I don't think I'm there going, should be an age limit. I'm going to reiterate. I'm sorry if I offended you. Me? About saying that about Tony. You didn't offend me. And I guarantee you didn't offend Tony either. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just like, I've just, it, it confused me a little bit whenever he put that age limit um, amendment out there. <laughs> <laughs> the option of having age limits. I totally understand what he's saying. I get yeah. that. Um, so I guess the idea is not too far-fetched, but at the same time, like... I mean, if you're going to do an age limit because of cognitive issues, you need to at least make it younger than what John Fetterman is. And he's a pretty he's young 54. guy. He's 54. Exactly. He's, he's 54. He's a young guy, mm-hmm. comparably speaking to the other uh, fossils that are in the House and the Senate. My goodness. You know? My goodness. But... Anyway... I, Sorry, I, Tony. No, <laughs> he doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. But uh, another story that I got, switching gears here from the Federalist, Biden-appointed judge rules religious parents cannot opt kids out of pro-LGBT school lessons. Mm, that's unconstitutional. So you have a kid, you're sending, you're sending little Johnny or little Sarah to school, mm. and they're going to try to shove this trans crap down your kid's throat and you as a parent say, no, I want to opt my kid out of that class. Right. In this suburb of Washington, uh, Washington D.C., a judge has said, no, you cannot opt your kids out of this class. They must go to the class. Mm. Um, What's the judge's name and who is he appointed by? Biden. Uh-huh. I, for, I, I didn't write down the judge's name. It doesn't yeah. matter yeah. because it just says Biden appointed judge. Yep. Okay. So... Uh, well, they don't follow the Constitution anyway, so why would we be surprised? Holy well, cow. Here's some pull quotes from this article. Okay. Uh, the collection of books that are being promoted in this school district calls for pre-K students ages 3 to 5. Let that sink in, ages 3 to 5. Okay. To read Pride, uh, this is the name of it, Pride Puppy is the book. The story of two women who take their children to a Pride Day parade. A word list using the letters of the alphabet to show what a child might see includes the words leather, underwear, and drag queen. What? Three to five-year-old? Three to five-year-old. Fifth graders, typically 10 and 11-year-old children, will read, quote, Born Ready, the true story of a boy named Penelope. About an elementary school age girl who tells her mother, I don't feel like a boy. I am a boy. Her mother agrees to tell their family that we know you're a boy. But when Penelope's brother protests, 
you can't become a boy. You have to be born one. He's told that not everything needs to make sense. This is about love. How disgusting is that? This is what public schools have have come down to in certain districts. This is why I have said many times, and I'm not on the school board anymore, and for a lot of reasons, I'm really glad that I'm not. Uh Uh-huh. But... This is why this is a perfect example of why you need more important than your state senator, your U.S. senator, your House of Representatives person, whoever is a president and vice president. More important than any of those positions is the positions that you are electing to serve on your local school board, because they are the ones that put a stop to this shit. Mm-hmm. Governor Prisker can try to mandate this shit all he wants, but you, if you have strong board members for your community. That say, okay, Mr. Pritzker, I know that you are mandating. We teach pride puppy and the true story of a boy named Penelope. You're, you're telling me we have to do this. You need strong school boards to stand up and say, shove it up your ass, donut. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do it. And you're not going to make us do it. And you can threaten all the money in the world you want. We were elected by people who don't want this, and we serve them, not you. Right? How can how, we'll see this? We'll see this again. Probably, this I'm yeah. sure you're right. Oh, but yeah. I mean, this is this is why, like I said, the election of your local school board member is much more important in your personal life, if especially if you got kids or grandkids, than what whoever gets elected to the president of the United States. It really is. Hmm. So, do you want to do an Illinois update? Oh yeah, okay. let's do it. Here we go with the Illinois update. Just got home from Illinois. Lock the front door, oh boy. Got to sit down, take a rest on the porch. Imagination sets in. Pretty soon I'm singing. And looking out our back door uh, from Bone Gap across the state is Alton, Illinois. You ever heard of Alton, Illinois? I have. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Alton, Illinois is just on the other side of the river from St. Louis, Missouri. It's it's a, I'm not sure what exactly the size of the town is, but here is your headline. Alton High School football will play Friday with restrictions on spectators. So whenever I read that headline, I instantly thought, great, here comes the COVID restrictions back. Now they're doing mm-hmm. it for outdoor sports. Right. High school, I mean, instantly my blood pressure boiled, right? Okay. But then you had to read the story. Are you ready? Uh-huh. The Alton versus Quincy High School freshman and varsity football games will be played tonight as scheduled. We will not be celebrating senior night, and we'll do that at a later home contest. We will operate under attendance restrictions tomorrow night, similar to what we had during COVID. Okay, so that's the first two lines of this story. And you can just see my my face is just getting red because I'm like, here they are. These these yeah, these yeah. assholes are effing up yep. our students. These, these kids are getting screwed again. Mm-hmm. And I stand with the kids. I don't stand with the authorities. Mm-hmm. I, I just get mad. For Friday night, each rostered student athlete, cheer, and football or band member will be allowed parents and immediate family members only to attend Friday night's game. So I was like, holy shit. So I go and I look at a, I, I go and I look deeper into this. Like, why? Because this story didn't tell why. It left me thinking it's all COVID. Mm-hmm. 
So I then I go to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and I start looking at stuff. And here's a pull quote from an article I found there. As many as 40 students were involved in more than a dozen fistfights at the school on Wednesday, district leaders said no one was seriously injured, including school resource officers who were battered in the melee, according to Madison, according to the Madison County Sheriff's Office, which is reviewing videos of the fights. The Alton School District officials shut down the school on Thursday and moved to virtual learning on Friday. Attendance at the home opener against Quincy was restricted to immediate family members of the team, cheerleaders, band members. Hmm. So it's because of a fist fight, or multiple fist fights, that erupted on Wednesday, got school canceled on Thursday, and then virtual learning on Friday. It wasn't COVID. Mm-hmm. But isn't it funny the way, like, <laughs> trigger warning, they got me. Because, <laughs> I mean, I really thought it was COVID. I thought, you have got to be kidding me. Here, yeah. here this, this, this college down in Atlanta got their asses whipped by doing the mask mandates, and they yeah. backed off of it. But then here, yeah. Alton High School's going to have, you know, you're restricted how many people can be in there. And it said... We're, Similar restrictions like they had whenever they had COVID. I, how misleading could that story be? So misleading. To then be followed up with, oh, well, the real reason is because we got a bunch of kids that's in there in fist fights, just kicking each other's ass. That was somebody's PR move is what it was. Well, they I, said, well, if we just kind of look at this and downplay it as a COVID, whatever, maybe somebody will just, they'll forget that there were big old fist fights here. Because it's that embarrassing. Could, that could be. That's embarrassing for a school. You think a new family is going to want to come I, to that Alton High School? I no, just, thanks. I can't imagine something being so raucous in a high school. <laughs> that, like, <laughs> school's <laughs> canceled the next day. They, they were actually canceled Thursday, Friday, and then they would return to school on... Tomorrow. Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nutty. Well, anyway, one of... The, I think it was the head of the teachers' union came out and said he thinks these behavior prob- problems are a byproduct of isolation during the pandemic and should sound an alarm about children's mental health. Oh, really? Hmm. It's interesting that came from a teacher's union person. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, did we do... Wait, did, did, then did we do something wrong? I thought isolation wasn't that big of a deal. But you know when the heat wave was going on there like two or three weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. You remember that? Yeah. We was watching Weather Nation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so... When COVID was going on, all this isolation, the experts were like, nope, 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 nope. Just, that's no big deal. You guys are just worried about stuff that's not going to materialize. Uh-huh. We just need to be isolated. We need to be alone together, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, when, but then the story on the Weather Channel the other day, during this intense heat, as they are trying to make you believe it's all man-made, yes. it's all our fault, and one of the bad things about all this heat is people just don't go outside and they stay in the house by themselves and they're concerned about the mental issues that's going to develop because of that now you just wait a damn minute here i'm no smart guy i am i am real close to the town of bone gap but why this just don't make sense how come the isolation didn't matter during covid but it does during a heat wave oh explain that to me they just are full of (laughs) contradicting items <laughs> oh how I, embarrassing i ain't no sharp tool here but oh. i can compare and contrast just a little bit i wonder if they've got a christian school in alton and they're just booking up with enrollment 
so no. I don't know. <laughs> oh, golly gee. That was my last story for today. Oh, okay. Okay. Short show today. Then, uh, huh? just, honestly, it wasn't too bad. We mm-hmm. still over an hour, I believe. Okay. So All right. we did okay. What have you got planned here recently? I mean, harvest is right around the corner. Uh, right now, uh, I got Cohen back from spraying with drones. Mm-hmm. Uh, drones season is over with. So he was he has been a tremendous help this week now that I got him back on the farm and uh, we're going to be a lot of my stuff is oil field right now getting stuff uh, weed eated around firewalls and things like that um, we did have a truck blow up yeah we had a that was a big that was a big loss I'm going to leave that alone okay you don't even want to talk about it no I think your blood pressure is rising as I yeah I'm just going to leave sorry. that one alone I'm sorry okay um, but yeah lost a tank truck there a couple weeks ago or last week and that really irritated me um, that was the day before we were supposed to do the podcast. So that might've had something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ryan exactly. wasn't in a good headspace. <laughs> well, I, well, and the thing is, is like that, the, that tank truck in order to, it's a Mac. And I, I'm going to tell you guys, I hate Mac trucks. I hate them. I hate them because my mechanic doesn't work on them very well because most of their stuff is proprietary. And so the software you need to read whatever's wrong with it, you got to take it to a Mac dealership, basically. And I just don't like Mac trucks. Plus, whenever they do break down, they're about twice as expensive to fix as anything else. Okay. So this truck breaks down. And let's just say, I'm not going to give you guys dollar figures, but let's just say it's a $5 truck is what it's worth. And it's probably going to take $5.50 to rebuild the engine. Yeah. And whenever you rebuild the engine, what do you got? An old truck. Yeah, still an old truck. Yeah. yeah. And I just, it's just a shitty situation is what it is. Yeah. But what else do I got going on? Uh, we're going to clean some wheat this week, uh, get it ready to plant. Uh, I saved two wagon loads of wheat seed. That is legal to do. Did you know that? I did. Yeah. You know, I typically ask you what you're doing. Yeah. Is it legal or not? My pioneer dealer <laughs> said, I don't know if it's legal or not. I'm not going to tell you to do it for sure. Uh-huh. But... I don't think you're going to get in trouble for it. And all I can say is there's nothing genetically modified inside that wheat seed. I'm going to save it. Okay. Well, I mean, a guy's going to go broke. if you. I, I shouldn't say go broke. It just diminishes your ability to turn a good profit on wheat. Mm-hmm. If you got $100 an acre in seed cost out there, mm-hmm. or maybe not 100 but 70 anyway, mm-hmm. by the time you get the seed and you get it treated, which I'm going to treat, or I'm going to clean it myself, and then I'm going to have it treated. So I should have just as good a wheat as anybody Stand. else. Yeah, yeah. Any other seed. Good. So. Got to do that. Um, continuing to move lime. Got a lot of that to do. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's I don't know, just prepping. Yeah. We're getting ready. I got about three weeks, like I said, before I think my first beans will come right. Because I'll, I'll cut beans before I shell corn more than likely, I would say. So. Okay. Anyway. That's good. Well, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> this is the shits. You can't catch a break. <laughs> just when I think I'm going to get back to normal, I get summoned to... Federal jury duty. Federal court jury duty in yeah. Benton, Illinois. Yeah. So that's where I'm going first thing in the morning. Because they're trying to pick who's going to be on the jury. Mm-hmm. And you're a candidate to be picked. Sure am. I told her, if you don't want to do this, you just need to walk in there. And every question you ask, they ask <laughs> you, you just need to say MAGA 2024. <laughs> that's it. I don't mind they- doing my civic my civic duties as a, as a taxpayer in the country. I uh, wonder how much they're the going to pay you to do it. I'm just saying, I don't mind serving on the jury. Sure. Does it stink that it's in Benton and we're all the we way We live over an here? hour and a half away. Yes, yes, it stinks. That stinks. Yeah. Sure. 
but we'll see what happens. But you know what? Maybe, like I told you yesterday, whenever we were talking about, maybe this is going to be some landmark case where the precedent will be set by the verdict that comes out of it. And maybe it's one of these where, what was it? The uh, people that was protesting outside the abortion clinic, the pro-lifers, that all they were doing was assembling, Mm -hmm. peacefully assembling. And didn't they just get thrown in jail? I don't know. I don't know the details of that. I need to look. I might try to look that up for next week because that was a hell of a story. Yeah. And basically what it said is you don't have the right to peacefully assemble anymore if you're if you're not assembling for what we say you can assemble for. See. Oh, That's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. But And then in that in that case I w- you would need someone like me who has a clear mind. Well, they, you I, know. I mean if you were on the jury of that mm-hmm. case the jury would be hung because mm-hmm. you're not going to back down. Right. You'd be like, you guys can either agree with me mm-hmm. or this is a hung jury. This I'm- is the United States of America and we follow the Constitution exactly. no and matter I, what. And I don't give a damn judge if you were appointed by Barack Obama, Donald Trump, or otherwise. Right. These are morals. Right. This is right. more. So I have no idea what it's about, nor will I tell anybody <laughs> whatever I find out. I mean, unless I don't know what the rules are. I don't know. I've never I've never served on a jury. I got, I got summonsed for county... Oh, what, a year ago? Two years yeah, ago. Yeah, probably about that. Yeah. So now I'm seven. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I did. This is going to be a fun thing for me. Like, it'll be interesting to go through. But I did want to shout out to the Olney DMV. They were all super nice. Good. All the ladies up there were so, so nice. So as everybody jokes, like, is it a prerequisite that you have to be a bitch to work <laughs> at one of these places? Yeah, no. They were all so great. When I went, when I went and took my written, you know, um... One of the gals was just extremely concerned, like not ex- not concerned, but like excited for me to get through yeah. all of my written because um, she could tell I was nervous in the beginning. And then the first time I went into test, they were they were excited for me. They were like, you're going to do fine. Just calm down. It's OK. Don't be nervous. And then one of the gals said, uh, I have to ask you, are you going over the road? <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, well, I guess if we're getting ready to go broke, I will. <laughs> Cause I'll, and she said, oh, are you helping? And I said, yeah, I'm going to help my husband. And she said, well, I assume that because we don't typically have truck drivers coming in here like that look like you, which is just a female who had actually put a little bit of makeup on, put some effort into her hair. You know? <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> and she was like, I feel like if you were going over the road, somebody needed to tell you that you were going to get taken. So if somebody hadn't told you that, you can't go over the road, okay? (laughs) She started laughing. The whole place was laughing in there. So I thought that was really funny. They were so nice. And you know what? Every single one of them told me congratulations, except for the lady that failed me the week before. Every other one told me congratulations before I left there. That's awesome. Yeah. Kudos to the only DMV. Yeah. I was 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 just sitting there thinking about you or Uh other women who are truck drivers. Who might be over the road truck drivers? You know, mm-hmm. like these big truck stops have lot lizards. Yeah, and they're wonder for if there's those, men out there. For those of you who don't know what a lot lizard is, that's a woman who goes around and services truck driving men as they come through for not their not their engine. Yeah, well, not, I guess it could be consi- Okay, yeah, I'm gonna just shut up. Servicing the <laughs> drive shaft. All right, all right. <laughs> for compensation, yeah. while the truckers are there spending the night. I wonder if there's lot gigolos. Do you think? I don't know. I, I just just kind of wonder. You know, we might have to ask some questions. Yeah. Bushels and Barrels 1 at <laughs> gmail.com. Are there like lot lizards? And uh, lot lizards for men, so uh-huh. lot gigolos. Like uh-huh. a, a, well, and if so, what are they called? Urban Dictionary. That'd probably <laughs> tell you. Speaking of Urban Dictionary. 
the oh. official petroleum geologist of uh, the Bushels and Barrels program, Mr. Ross Bassnett, golfed with him a couple weeks ago. And you remember the bumper music coming out of um, the MyPillow commercial last week? Yeah. Or two weeks ago? Yeah. It was the band Stained, and the song was Mud Shovel, and you and I were kind of asking, yeah, what's, yeah. A, what's a mud shovel? And you're like, I don't know. It's a song by yeah, Stained. Yeah, it's a song by Stained. That's all I knew a mud <laughs> shovel was. That's yeah. it. I didn't know anything about what a mud shovel was. Well, uh-huh. leave it to a smart guy like him to try to figure out what a mud shovel is. Uh-huh. Folks, don't go to Urban Dictionary to try to figure out what a oh, mud shovel gross. is. Oh, no. I'm not going to repeat okay. it. Okay. Okay, good. But good. I'm somebody glad. will get a good kick out of that. Somebody uh-huh. is just... Ross also uh, picked the Sounds of Summer today. He did. Today right? he did. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get to that here in a second. Because Sounds of Summer is going to continue until <laughs> we start Hair Bands of Harvest, uh-huh. as I said. But you know one thing I think we need to do, we haven't done in a while. What's that? Say a short prayer. Okay. I do. I think so. And all I want to say is, is, Lord Jesus Christ, as we move towards fall harvest and some of the guys that are running already, getting the crop in, I uh, just want to... Pray for their safety. Pray for everybody's safety on the road, around all this equipment as it moves around. Uh, give us patience and wisdom as we're trying to get this crop in. And uh, please be with anybody and everybody that's having a tough time with anything. Um, just let them know that you are there. Even though they might not pay attention to you, you are paying attention to them. And we just bless you for a wonderful week. Amen. Amen. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody gets to heaven except through him. That's right. You have to accept him as your savior. Accept his free gift of life, eternal life, and your heart will change. Amen. That's all it takes. Yep. That is all it takes. Yep. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to get out of here. Sounds of Summer is Three Doors <laughs> Down. <laughs> One of my favorite bands back in college. You were born an American. Don't forget to be one. Leah Thomas is still a boy. Jesus Christ is our Savior. We will try to see you next week. Next week. Adios, my friends. Well, I took a walk around the world to ease my troubled mind. I left my body lying somewhere in the sands of time. But I watched the world float to the dark side of the moon. I feel there's nothing I can do Yeah I watched the world float to the dark side of the moon After all I knew it had to be something to do with you I really don't mind what happens now and then As long as you'll be
put you back on the side. 